श्री गुरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाय श्री कृष्ण जन्माष्टमी की जाय श्री मथुर मंडल की जाय श्री गोकु महावान की जाय कौर भक्त वृंद की जाय कौर प्रेमानंद so we gathered on the auspicious occasion of shri krishna janmashtami janma means birth and ashtami means eight so eight is with in reference to the astrological conditions at the time of krishna's birth as you may be aware certainly should be aware just recently passed was the purnim about eight days ago Nine days ago, the Baldev Purnim, day in which Balram appeared in the world as the son of Rohini in Vrindavan Dham, just uh, eight nine days before Sri Krishna. For that reason, he's called Dauji, which means elder brother, who is looking out for Krishna. This is one of the sentiments of Balram. And for us too. <laughs> and so, in this month, eighth day of the waning moon, Sri Krishna made his appearance. And we learn about the observance of Janmashtami from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as we learn, for that matter, about Krishna, in ways that um, previously were unknown. Rupa Goswami has written this verse. It was an introduction to his book, Vidagda Madhava, Lalita Madhava, two dramas he wrote. Originally as one. Mahaprabhu instructed him to divide them into two. This first comes as introduction and it's actually glorification of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The deity of his book is uh, addressed. It was with some uh, embarrassment that this came out in the assembly of devotees in Jagannath Puri. As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu praised Rupa Goswami in their company, having come as he did from Vrindavan to have the darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at Puri, Mahaprabhu with his Retinue entourage from Bengal group was staying with Haridas uh, Thakur, as Sanatana Prabhu did also when he came to Puri. A little outside the, apparently outside the inner circle, but they were on the inner inner circle in reality. And Mahaprabhu, of course, wanted to bring out the glories of Rupa Goswami and glorified his handwriting and some verses that he had heard. And... In that assembly, there was asked, and what is the introductory, who is the, where is the prayer to your deity in, in your book? And this verse was given a call about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it says that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to the world at a long time to give what's never been given before, secrets about loving Krishna. And so, by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's grace, without going into those particular secrets, uh, it's suffice to say that as Rupa Goswami ascertained when he said, Namo Mahabhadanaya Krishna Prima Parayate, Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gaurati You must be Krishna himself. There's nobody can give the, what you're giving. The kind of information you're giving, more than information, 
you're actually giving comprehensive knowledge in the form of prem, love for Krishna. Prem is what is Vrindavan's characterized by. It pervades there. Shanta, Dasya are very much lacking there. And Sakya, Ho Bhagyam, Ho Bhagyam, Nanda Gopa, Brajokasham, Yan Mitram, Paramanandam, Puna Brahma, Sanatanam. Brahma made this nice prayer. He said, Oh, everybody here, the followers of, the, of Nanda, King Nanda, and the cowherd people, what is their position? Ho, Ho Bhagyam, Ho Bhagyam, how lucky, how lucky they are. The Purna Brahma, the supreme, full, complete Brahman, they're playing with him like a friend, Mitra, like their friend. Friend means pranai. Pranai means if you love somebody, then it doesn't matter if you touch them, right? And if you don't love somebody and they bump into you, you move away. Don't get close. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. But in love, then, <laughs> doesn't matter. Huh? We can touch one another. Oh, this is means equality. Pranay means equality. It means love, really. But this I'm explaining. It means the equality that's found in love. This is the beginning. Friendship. And friendship is characterized by equality. So Krishna's friends, they can touch his, their own feet, on Krishna, put their own feet on Krishna. And other people think, well, you're putting your feet on Krishna. But they know, they've identified with him in love. So this this kind of closeness is kind of the the basis of Vrindavan. It escalates from there, and Vatsali Prem, and Madhur de Prem, and so forth. So to give the kind of love of Vrindavan, which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give to the world, that is very extraordinary. And secrets within that, for that matter, and seeing that, Rupa Goswami said, no, only Krishna can give this. You must be Krishna himself. So, Rupa Goswami said, about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, this is the standard of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. That Mahaprabhu came, Sri Krishna himself, with his own associates, and they spoke about things, about Krishna, about Krishna Lila, that are unheard of. For that we can understand. These people know Krishna like no one else. So when they say that Mahaprabhu's followers, that Mahaprabhu is Krishna, we have to take them seriously. No one has such, uh, such, says such flattering things about Krishna with the Gaudiya people. And this is their, their theme song. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is what the Gaudiya people say. Narayan is but an avatar of Krishna. This is very flattering, you see. So, so many secrets then. And the secrets about the birth of Krishna are very well hidden. But they come out on days like this. Janamastami, a day that we observe annually, commemorating the appearance of Sri Krishna. And we were taught the importance of this day by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. He told Sanatana Goswami that you should teach the devotees through your writing how to observe Janmashtami and other such days, like Ramnaoli, days of the appearance of the Lord and the courtesy, which is also called the day of Hari. So Sanatana Goswami, of course, wrote about that 
and Hari Bhakti Vilas and other devotees and just a succession have followed through as well and so this is a very uh, important day of observance for Gaudiya Vaishnavas. main thing about Gaudiya Vaishnavism the root, the basis, the really the core of the sadhana of the Gaudiyas is the aspiration, the interest, the, uh, the, the audacity to have interest in the private life of Bhagavan. Mm-hmm. That's what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is about. That's what we're attracted to. Prabhupada said, if anyone reads the Krishna book, then they'll certainly become a devotee of Krishna. He gave us such a solemn benediction it's in writing in the book. And this is basic you know, overview he gave of Krishna's Vrindavan pastimes. Of course, Mathura Dwarka is there as well. But if we study that carefully, we see all these Mathura Lila, Dwarka Lila's all working in such a way as to shed light on the glory of the Vrindavan Braj Lila. This is the high point, and this is the full expression of Sri Krishna. So this interest in this like private life of God and then romantic life of God that is pervades the, all of Vrindavan. The, I should say, like I say, like I did, the, the audacity to have interest in such a thing. This is, the, this is the very core of our spiritual progress. Now it's not very well developed in most of us, but this is why we're here. This is what it's about. This kind of interest. This is what it means to be a Gaudiya Vaishnav. So, all of our spiritual practice is meant to orbit around that. That, that is driving, actually, the, the spiritual practice. And it's assist, the subsequent spiritual practices are assisting in different ways. This is called bhavamayi. Some things are assisting directly, indirectly, in a favorable way, or in, a, in a ways that are not necessarily favorable, not unfavorable, but helpful nonetheless. With regard to Janamastami, then, we learn from Sri Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur that it is Bhavasambandhi. That means it is related to Bhavamayi, directly related. Bhavamayi means the, that inner core, that culture of that ideal to enter into Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan. And Bhavasambandhi means relationship. So, in relation to that. It's directly in relation to that. And a number of things may fall under that category, one of which is observance of the days of Hari, like Janamastami, like Ekadasi. And it's not difficult to understand why this would be so. If you love your son, or if you love your daughter, then what does their birthday mean to you? It is Baba Sambandi. It is in relation. If your life, as most parents' lives do, orbits around their children to a large extent, like devotees' life orbits around Krishna, then similarly, as your child's birthday becomes an impetus to, re- to love them that much more on that day, and remember the day, oh, that they came into the world. and It's a udipana, a stimulus, an excitement, 
Love's already there, but this heightens it, excites it, takes it to a new level. And you buy a gift and so forth and so on. And whatever the customs may be in different countries, cultures. But you can understand from this, from my own human experience, that the birthday of the child is directly related to that which our life as a parent orbits around, that serving, the, loving the child in this instance, in a, in a particular way, in parental love. So, it may not only be for a parent, but for a friend, or for your wife. Or your, if your wife's birthday is then it's a special day, and you should remember it. <laughs> Don't forget. And so on. So, with the devotees of Krishna, who love Krishna, whose all other activities in life are really just kind of going on by habit, but what makes them tick, what they're really about, is Krishna consciousness. And they're interested in that. And when they get a chance to associate and chant, then they show it. It comes out. Sometimes they dance. Sometimes they cry. And they listen to the talk, and they relish it, and so forth. So they give the talk. Meanwhile, going about so many other things. But these things, it's by habit. Just by habit to come to this. And then something that stimulates that love for Krishna that we're all about, that we're cultivating, like Jana Mastri. Oh, it's special. So it should be observed. It's a law that it should be observed, but as you can see, it's not really about law. Krishna consciousness is about love. Cultivating love. Situating oneself in such a position that that it will foster love. This is the idea. If we situate, we try to situate ourselves in relation to someone who has love, and that becomes contagious. And we advocate sadhu sangha and so forth. So Sriman Mahaprabhu he told Sanatana Goswami, "You should write about how to observe Janmashtami and other similar days." And as I said, from Vishwanatha we get the idea. This is Baba Sambandi. This is directly in relationship to Baba Mai, the, the, the very ideal that we have of loving Krishna. And so it should be observed in that spirit. This is the heart of observing the Janamastami. There are other aspects to it, like fasting. So this is usually observed fasting. And we are here, how are you fasting until midnight. And so, of the two things here, the idea of remembering Krishna, loving Krishna, the idea that it's the birthday of the one I love, my, my dear most one, that and, and fasting, which is more important? That should be obvious. Every week I have a phone conversation with, with some devotees. It's a conference call and the devotees get on from different parts of the country every Thursday afternoon, 4 o'clock California time. You're welcome to join in. And they ask questions, and I answer them. And so, being the day before John Mastami, yesterday somebody asked me about fasting. What will be the benefits of fasting? And I said, not much. <laughs> and then I laughed, too, because I said, I know you wanted me to say something that would give you inspiration to push through and observe the, the, the fasting vow and so forth. But I have to be honest with you. And then uh, it was Archon City, some of you know her, and she said, 
and went on a bit, but then she said that Prabhupada had said that if you eat food cooked in ghee the night before, then it would be easy to fast the next day. So then I laughed. I said, you see, he's saying exactly what I'm saying. Saying that fasting is not so important. <laughs> you won't get much benefit from fasting. For example, in Hari Bhakti Vilas, it's mentioned how to observe Ekadasi. Very strict there, it's mentioned. What does it say with regard to the night before? You cannot eat that night before. It's not that you go to bed at 10 or, or 8, wake up at 10 minutes to midnight, have a big fat feast, <laughs> <laughs> then go to bed, wake up in the morning and fast all day. <laughs> no, not like that. So Prabhupada is saying, yes, if you eat foods cooked in ghee the night before, then it would be easy to fast. So he's minimizing the fasting. Now, at the same time, it has value. And it is important. And, uh, and austerity, it represents austerity. An austerity undertaken not for its own sake. In previous ages, austerity was useful for spiritual progress. In fact, we hear at the sages of Dandakaranya that they actually got Gopi Bhav and that they got it through their austerities. Of course, they were also chanting the Gopal Mantra, 18-syllable mantra, that was our main Diksha Mantra. But there's some mention about their austerities, and this was in previous times. Now, in previous times, austerities were more plausible. People lived a long time, and they were much stronger, stouter, healthier than us in Kali Yuga. It said that people lived until their bones disintegrated. So that's how they lived a long time. When you say the age was, then they lived 10,000 years. Yeah, people can live for 10,000 years. They were still considered alive as long as their bones were there. So, different ways to think about these things, but that's one explanation. At any rate, they were better at fasting, at performing austerities, than um, we are in Kali Yuga. We are a little weak and... Uh, in constitution, materially, physically, and so forth. So this is not recommended. But what is recommended is pleasing Hari, engaging in things that are pleasing to Hari. And so fasting in relation to pleasing Hari, that is recommended. Foregoing eating, but we do that anyway, because we, we eat the remnants of the Lord's food. That's honoring prashad. That's not not eating. But we even forego honoring prashad by way of eating it on on ekadasi, or excuse me, on ekadasi or on on janamastami. So some somehow Hari's pleased by this. We're told the vow janamastami is said to be eternal because it pleases Krishna. How to observe it was actually given by Krishna himself as a vow for sadhakas. When Krishna was born, in Mathura, there was no observance of Janmashtami, there was no birth ceremony, no celebrations at all. Rather, after offering prayers to Vasudeva Krishna, Vasudeva took Krishna, who at the request of Devaki, appeared in a childlike form rather than in a forearm form, which he, which he appeared in at first, so that he wouldn't be detected by Kamsa. 
she thought. To appear in a two-armed form and take away this form form comes and might see you. If he had seen, he would have run the other way, of course. But this is her Vatsalyabhav coming on to some extent. Anyway, Krishna, as you know, was taken to Vrindavan. At least that's how it appears on the surface. And in Vrindavan, certainly there was Nandotsiva, the festival of Nanda Maharaj. But Vasudeva and Devaki are more well-known by the general people as the father and mother of Krishna. The secret of the Godi is, is, is another thing. We, we hope we'll we, we get to that. But after Krishna came back to Mathura, killed Kamsa, freed Devaki and Vasudev from prison, from the shackles, Kamsa's prison house, then Vasudev said to Krishna that, you know, we never got a chance to perform the, the birth ceremony. So would it be possible that, you know, such... So... And Krishna made arrangements, how it would be observed and so forth. So, but anyway, this fasting is part of that, but it's a secondary thing. The smartas, they, another class of religious people, they think that the fasting is more important. And we think that the bhakti is more important. And fasting is only in, only in relation to bhakti has any value. So there's some value in that, some value in, in austerities, that are undertaken for the sake of pleasing Krishna. This is the spirit of that. And, of course, it's considered that if you eat cooked foods, foods cooked in ghee, that's eating, and grains. So, if you don't eat grains, and you don't eat food cooked in ghee, then you haven't eaten. It's just like uh, one of one of my students went home, spent some time at home with his father, and uh, he was making a sandwich with avocado and lettuce and cheese and sprouts and mayonnaise, I think they call it, without any egg in it. Right? So many, so many things. Really nice sandwich. His father walked in and looked and said, aren't you going to put anything on it? <laughs> so the carnivores, they feel... If they haven't eaten meat, they haven't eaten. And in North India, they think if you haven't eaten chapatis, you haven't eaten. South India, if you haven't eaten rice, you haven't eaten. It's different in different places. But largely for the vegetarians in India, if you haven't eaten grains, you haven't eaten. Kind of fade away in South India too, where they don't get that rice. Yeah, you can give them all the chapatis they want, but if they haven't gotten any rice. In fact, a meal is called rice. That's a meal. Rice. <laughs> in North India, it's chapatis. In Punjab, it's a corn roti. You've got to have the corn rotis. So, we come at it a little differently, but <laughs> we can take advantage of this. If you haven't eaten grains, you haven't eaten. So, there's some allowance by the acharyas have been given and in consideration of the conditions of Kali Yuga. So, at any rate, Mahabharata was emphasized this uh, Janamastami, and um, he told Tanatam Goswami to teach it, how, how to observe it. It's been given in Hari Bhakti Balas, and over the time, in the succession, this may have been altered and observed slightly different ways and so forth, but the, for the most part, it's across the board. People all over the world now, Gaudiya Vaishnavas and Hindus in general, are observing Shri Krishna Janamastami. And... 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu observed this. In his very childhood, he observed these pastimes of Janmashtami as if, um, like kids play, well, used to play when I was a kid, cops and robbers or Indians and cowboys or something like that. <laughs> you know, John Wayne was predominating the screen in those days and so forth. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu played the pastimes of Krishna and Janmashtami, but he did it as a grown man also. We read a little earlier tonight how Chaitanya, as we began our John Mastimi observance with discussion of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, who is giving us access to Krishna Leela, he observed John Mastimi in Puri as a sannyasi, fully grown man. He, at that time he was probably about 28, 29 years old. I was 28 when Prabhupada left, left our... Uh, went to the... Nityalila. Mahaprabhu was, m- was mature for 28. He was a sannyasi and he had conquered Puri, he many religious con- conquest in South India. Very powerful. Um, but when Janamastami came, what did he do? He entered, he felt just like a young boy. He dressed himself like a cowherd. And, and had his associates dressed like cowherds as well. They took cloth from remnants of Lord Jagannath that had been given by Pratapurudramaraj and made turbans for themselves. They began splashing one another with milk and yogurt and water mixed with turmeric. And they had a, uh, a Janamastami festival like would take place in Vrindavan when Nanda Maharaj awoke to find that he had a son. And two devotees dressed up like Nanda Maharaj and Yashodamai. They played the part of Krishna's father and mother. And all the devotees were so absorbed in this play acting that it was real. And to, to give you an example, the two devotees who dressed up like Mother Yashoda and Nanda Maharaj, they gave all the money that they had in their house. And they drained their bank accounts and gave the money away they entered into the bhav of Nanda Maharaj, who, at the time of Krishna's appearance, gave away thousands of cows. Doesn't sound like a big thing, but if you own cows, and after a while you think giving away one cow, that's how could we possibly give away one of our cows? A fellow, another devotee in North Carolina has written asking for a cow. That's like asking for a lot. <laughs> You know, we only have eight, nine cows, but on the marsh had 900,000 cows. It doesn't matter how many. Cows have great capacity to draw affection. They give so affectionate that they are so affectionate. The fact that we just read about it in the Christian book, oh, he gave away so many cows. Okay. We don't know what it means. These were cow people. That's what they're about. Not only are cows lovable, charming, they draw a lot of affection from us. The more affection they get, the more milk they give. But these people's whole livelihood was cows. Milk was their money. That's what they traded with. If they needed something else. And to give cows in charity, oh, what an act, what a sacrifice that was, what an act of love. Nanda Maharaj gave so many cows when he found out. Nurse informed him, you've had a son. 
This was, of course, the only problem in Bruj. Everything was perfect. They had the perfect king, Nandamaraj. Nandamaraj was the middle son of five sons. His father's name was Parjanya. It means cloud. He reigned like himself, like a cloud of uh, charitable acts, giving to Brahmins and Vaishnavas and so forth and so on. And when it came time for him to to pass on the kingship of the Cowherd community, he naturally coronated his eldest son, Upananda. And the first act that Upananda did, performed as the king of the cowherds, was to take his crown and give it to Nanda and coronate him. And said, in doing so, after all, I'm only an Upananda. Nanda, Upananda, Sananda, Nanda, these are the names of the sons of, of Prajanya. The root, Sanskrit verbal root that these words are derived from is Nanda, it means bliss. So Upananda said, I'm only an Upananda. I'm only a little bliss. I'm a little Nanda. You are. So this middle son was very special. He became the king. Upananda became his advisor. The kingdom was so perfect, the coward kingdom, but only one problem was as time went on and Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda Mai became elderly, they didn't have a son to whom the kingdom would be passed on and so forth. So when the news came that he had a son, he was overjoyed. He just gave cows and charity to the Brahmins and so many things. Practically, he emptied his treasury. So the two devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were playing the part of Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda Mai in a drama celebration festival like sometimes during these festivals it's, it's, it's seen that devotees put on a drama about the birth of Krishna something like this so they put on a drama but they lived in the drama they were so absorbed in it in the, in the, in the, the bhava at the heart of the drama that it wasn't a drama anymore and they emptied out the, their, their bank account and distributed all of their money Without thinking, how will we eat tomorrow? Where will we live? Where will we... we should be so Krishna conscious, huh? On Janamastami. That we forget about the world and enter into this real spirit of, of this uh, auspicious appearance, birth of Krishna. Krishna's birth means his appearance in our life, really. This is the idea. Krishna appears in our life by association of sadhus. And when we get this this Vasudev, Krishna appeared in Vasudev, he transferred to the heart of Devaki. This is the idea of Diksha. So this is Krishna coming into our life. This is the esoteric, uh, well, it's all esoteric, but another way of looking at the esoteric concept of so Mahabrabhu's associates, they were absorbed in this play to this extent. Mahabrabhu dressed like a cowherd. Advaita Prabhu came and said, Ah, oh, you think you're a cowherd. Uh, I won't believe that you're a cowherd. Unless you can take this stick and play with it like a cowherd would. I mean, this is what cowherds have sticks for herding cows. And they, they're they very expert in uh, using these sticks in so many ways. So Mahabrabhu took the stick and he threw it in the air like a baton and came down and he would catch it and throw it between his legs and up and down and around behind him and whirl it around like this. 
This is Advaita. He always wanted to show that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna himself. And he is Vishnu, incarnation only of Krishna, and thus Krishna is his worshipable object. This was, Advaita was bent on this. Advaita is the, the, the source of the Yuga avatars. So what did he need to pray for Krishna to come? He's the source of the Yuga avatars. In other words, when Yuga avatars come to the world to teach the Yuga Dharma, they come through Mahavishnu. They're avatars of Mahavishnu. This is Mahavishnu himself, Advaita. Couldn't he rectify the situation in Kali Yuga? Uh, he called for Krishna himself to come. Came as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the whole Leela throughout Advaita is trying to establish, you're Krishna and I'm your servant. Mm. Although he was elderly and senior in so many respects and, and so forth, this was what he was bent upon, establishing what? Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Narayan himself, Vishnu himself was, was in the Leela, is bent on establishing this point. So Advaita said, if you really think you're a coward, let's see. So Mahaprabhu was was not bluffing. We we're not we, we don't dress like cowherds. We don't dress like gopis. Now Mahaprabhu was teaching and his Acharya Lee was a sannyasi at the time. So maybe there's some allowance that sannyasis on this day can dress like cowherd boys and, and or like gopis. But we don't do that. But there's some place for that. Mahaprabhu did it with all of his associates. Because they were really really they had attained such a high thing. They were, they, they were, they were, of course, they were his eternal associates. So sometimes they would sh- wear their bhav outside. But they teach us through the rupes and anathana and so forth that we shouldn't do like that. But if you get so high like that, and if you see someone who's like that, wearing a, a sari, dressed like a coward boy, then you can challenge him. Here, take the stick. I believe you're a coward. Then you can see. <laughs> <laughs> probably won't know what to do with it. <laughs> but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, no. Uh, and Dvaita in this way also established, see, you are Krishna. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu observed this Janmastami himself, perhaps in ways that we cannot, but he told Sanatana, show a way that they can observe the sadhakas and make advancement through, by, the, by this. So that is what we are doing. That is the path that we are following. It was ordained by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It comes to us through him and his um, disciple succession. So again, Gaudi is all over the world are observing this, and for that matter, in a broader s- circle, Hindus of all varieties. This is the Christmas of, of India, Janamastami. And of course, then the uh, the Leela of Krishna's birth is something that's generally narrated, discussed on this day. So we've discussed a little bit here and there. We should go into a little bit of detail, perhaps, and bring out some of the esoteric Gaudiya insights about Krishna's appearance. He appears in where? The prison house of Kamsa. And when we say that, we go, wait a minute. Did he? Did Krishna take birth in the prison house of Kamsa? Did he take birth there? Not really. Of course, he says his birth is transcendental. He says, Janma karma chome dubyam in Bhagavad Gita. My birth, my activities are dubyam, transcendental. And if you understand them, what will be the result? He says, Janma karma chome dubyam evam yoveti tattvata. If you understand them, what they really are, then 
Punarjanmanabhidite. You'll never take birth again. Well, what kind of birth is that? <laughs> if you understand his birth, you'll never take birth again. So he's born and he's not born. Ajopisanabhyatman bhutanamishvaropisam prakritiṃ samadhishtaya samavamayatmamayaya He explains in the Gita. I said my birth is transcendental. And just see, I'm born but I'm not born. I'm born in the world under the influence of my internal energy and so forth. So he appears but he's not really born in the prison house of Kamsa. But he is really born in Vrindavan. This is a Gaudiya secret. That means that in Kamsa's prison, Devaki didn't undergo labor pains. No. She heard celestial voices. All the demigods were praying. And so she heard these things. Her husband heard them. The next thing you know, there's this divine manifestation of a four-armed Krishna Bhutara. <coughs> The word is used in Bhagavatam. An avatar of Krishna. Krishna avatar. Not Krishna. Krishna's avatar? No. Krishna's avatari. Again, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Avatari means source of avatars. So the source of avatars did not appear in Kamsa's prison house. No. An avatar of that Swayam Bhagavan. And he appeared four-handed. And he had a flashing effulgence and so forth. And, and what did Devaki do? Grab him and bring him to her breast and feed her? No, she began offering prayers. Vasudev began to offer homage and prayers. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya My obeisances to you, my son. <laughs> you are the Supreme Personality. So many beautiful prayers. So his Vatsalya Bhava, his paternal affection for the Lord was eclipsed by the Lord's manifestation of Aishvarya, opulence, and the power of Vasudev's love was not such that it could subsume that Aishvarya. So the Aishvarya that Krishna manifested took precedence over his bhava, over his love. So Vatsalya Prem is receding to the background, the full expression of it, and it's being tempered by reverence and awe and so forth. Now, parents aren't in reverence and awe of their children, even when they're grown up and they do marvelous things. You wouldn't characterize that their, their, if their mother's son became president of the United States, that the way she looked at that wouldn't be with awe and, and reverence. It would be just another, one of the, another accomplishment of my wonderful son central thing is he's my son, he's my boy. This is how she feels. But this is receding in the case of Devaki and Vasudeva. And the fact that her son was Bhagwan, Supreme Personality of God, this was taking precedence. When a son is born again, mother doesn't offer prayers to the son. She might offer prayers for the son, but not to the son. So in this way, we also say, oh, Krishna was, wasn't really born there. First of all, it's only avatar of Krishna. And secondly, what kind of birth is this? How can we call it a birth? It's overtly divyam, divine, extraordinary. Now, meantime, something else was happening in Vrindavan. Nanda Maharaj and Jashoda Mai 
were lamenting, as I mentioned, and all of the Braj was, because the king and queen of the village and the community of cowards didn't have a son. And why they didn't have a son? Well, one day, Nanda Maharaj made a confession to his wife. He said, Every time I think of having a son, then I get this vision of a beautiful child whose complexion is like the color of a rain cloud, so full, and and I think that he's more beautiful than Narayan. And then I think, oh, wait a minute, you can't have a son who's more beautiful than God. And so then I desist from my pursuit of conception. I have, this is my, I think I should have a son, and then I get this ideal, and I get this vision, and I think I'm, I'm crazy. I, I, this is offensive to Narayan. We are devotees of Narayan, Vishnu. This is offensive. How can I, I mean, I have to have a son, but I have to love, love God more than my son. I mean, that's uh, the teaching. When he confessed this to Mother Yasoda, what did she say? I have the same dream. I have the same experience. What to do? Nandamar said. Yasoda, very wise and austere lady, very sense-controlled. She said, we should observe the Dwadasi Brat for one year. It's a long Brat and requires a lot of control. Can't eat certain things and so forth. So, And this for the pleasure of Narayan. So they observed. And after some time, quite some time, then Narayan came to him in the dream and said, you're going to have a son. And Mother Yashoda, she saw, had a vision of a son, and wrapped around that son like a shadow was a mystical girl. She didn't quite understand that, but that was her vision. Then shortly after that very controlled lady in the midst of her uh, rut and so forth, she started getting a real hankering for, you know, like the Indian equivalent of pickles and ice cream. It used to be <laughs> when I was a kid. You know, they'd say the mother, the pregnant mother all of a sudden wants all this, has the cravings for all kind of pickles and ice cream. Who would think of combining such things? She wanted burfi and ladu and sweet rice. And here's a controlled lady, and all of a sudden, all these urges for eating food, cooked in ghee and so forth, developing in her. Because, of course, her son is a big eater. He likes all those things, and that's who's appearing. <laughs> and really appearing, really appearing, really taking birth. And that vision that Mother Yashoda had of that girl, that's Yoga Maya, creating the pregnancy and the labor pains. It's all arrangement of Yoga Maya. It's all the drama of Krishna Leela, but it's so real. She actually, Mother Yashoda actually felt the labor pains. Actually had a child, had a birth. Gave birth to a child. Gave birth to two. A son. And then right behind him, a daughter. The son came. She saw the son. Passed out. The nurses saw the son. They passed out practically. All they could do is collect themselves enough to move off and tell the rest of the community, Nanda Maharaj and Jashoda Mai have had a son. Nanda's had a son. Nanda's had a son. Meanwhile, the daughter's also coming. Like a shadow follows a person as Yogamaya is following Krishna, wherever he goes, anticipating like a good disciple. 
what Krishna wants before he even asks and arranging it. So this is taking place simultaneously. These are the secrets of Gaudiya Vaishnava. It's found in the language of Srimad Bhagavatam in a secret way. And the Goswamis have drawn that out and shown, demonstrated. She's addressed in Bhagavatam as the uh, as Anuja. Anuja means Anuja after birth. She came after. She's younger is the idea. So when Vasudev then took his son across the river, that Vasudev Krishna merged into Nanda Nandan Krishna, his source, and the girl was taken to Kamsa's prison. Extraordinary girl. She was the only, the first one and the only person to stand up to Kamsa. No one could stand up. Putna couldn't stand up to. Bakasur, Agasur, Shakatasur, all these people were all under the rule of Kamsa. He fought with all of them, defeated all of them. No one could stand up to him. Therefore, they had to do his bidding. They weren't the nicest people themselves, but they had to do his bidding, go and kill babies and, and so forth. But this baby, girl, she stood up to him and he tried to throw her on the ground and she stepped on his head. Stood on his head, said, you fool. The one who will kill you is already born in this world and so forth and so on. So an extraordinary girl and an extraordinary boy. Subhadra, a particular manifestation of Yoga Maya. And Prajendranandan Krishna himself. This is the mystery of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. That Krishna took birth from Yashoda in Vrindavan in such a way that it was entirely human while being entirely divine at the same time. This is the most divine thing. You have to think about it. That God would make such an appearance in the world and, and be so human-like. Krishna is not play-acting or anything like that. He's God, but he's playing like this. No, he actually feels the need to suckle the breast of Yashodamai. And so with all of his relationships in Vrindavan, he really has forgotten that he's God. This is the most charming thing, religious idea, that God could forget himself. What is the power of that, you see? This is why we say, the love of the devotee is non-different from Krishna. The love in, of Devaki and Vasudev in Mathura was such that when Krishna manifested his Aishvarya, the avatar of Krishna showed four arms and so forth, their parental love receded, or was tempered, I should say, by awe and reverence, and so they offered prayers and so forth. But this didn't happen in Vrindavan. Why? Krishna can't show that kind of opulence there. It's checked by the love of the devotees. If something comes out, ekes out some opulence, and he does from time to time, like killing the demons and lifting Govardhan Hill and so forth, which is extraordinary. It never eclipses their natural love for Krishna as their son, as their friend. So it can never get in the way. This is what we mean. This is what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is, is about. That their love of the devotees causes, if you will, Krishna to appear in this way in such, such that he actually is the son, their son, actually is their friend, actually is the lover of Radha. 
with all the frailties that, that go with such a relationship, that it would be unbecoming for God to be so biased and, and so forth and, and controlled. And We don't know in this world what to come first, the seed or the tree, the chicken or the egg. What comes first, Krishna or love of Krishna? They're inseparable. Therefore it said, Krishna is eternally one, eternally became two. Radha Krishna Pranaya Bhakti Shakti Rasmadi Katmanavapi Bhuvi Puradeham Vedogatoto. The two again eternally became one, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. These are not events in, in time. So, love of Krishna and Krishna, they're non different. That beautiful, charming boy, Krishna, that we're attracted to, why we should put emphasis on serving Vaishnavas? This should be clear. Their love is non-different from Krishna. Krishna is, the, is a, reality is taking that form by the force of their love. And, of course, amongst all of the devotees of Vrindavan, Radharani's love is celebrated the most. When Krishna tried to show four-armed form to her, he couldn't. He couldn't show four-arms. He showed it to other gopis and they paid obeisances and asked where we can find Krishna. Please bless us. When he had disappeared from the Rasalila. But when he tried to show the forearm form to, to deceive Radharani, he couldn't do it. So you see how Radha and Krishna won? You understand my point? That Krishna, fullest manifestation of, of divinity, Krishna is standing next to Radha. You cannot separate the two. This is Swayam Bhagavan. And he's also son of Yashoda, so forth. As he manifests as his Kishore Leela, uh, and he's this even more full, more fully expressing his charm and beauty than in his Kumar Poganda, which is more uh, attractive to Vatsali Rasa. Therefore, it's said sometimes, although in the Nitya Leela, Krishna is a Kishore, eternal adolescent. Adolescence, of course, is quite charming and quite intoxicating. But therefore it's said, one of the reasons for Krishna Janamastami is what? One of the reasons for Krishna's appearance in the world is what? To give Mother Yashoda the chance to have a son. She's eternally in Vatsalya Rasa, but her son is a Kishore, Nitya Kishore. Mm. <laughs> so... <laughs> If a mother cannot relish the birth, the, the, the infancy, the, the childhood, she doesn't have that opportunity, then she's cheated to some extent. So the whole, in one sense, sometimes it's said like this, this whole Prakat Leela, there's different angles of vision, of course, the manifest Leela of Krishna in the world, where he actually takes birth. He has childhood pastimes that aren't manifest in, in Goloka. In Gokul, they're manifest. This is for Mother Yasoda's sake. Son loves his mother. Give her the opportunity to experience these pastimes. So we owe a debt to Mother Yasoda on Janamastami. <laughs> Krishna took birth in this world for her sake. This is the real Mother's Day. We should be celebrating. <laughs> hmm? And again, this is a kind of, a, like I say, a Gaudiya secret. There are so many ways of discussing it, but... We don't acknowledge that Krishna is really, in the full sense of the term, the son of Devaki and, and, and Vasudeva, really the son 
of Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda. And while we can show from Scripture in, in, in so many ways, subtle, subtle points that are being made in the text and so forth, drawn out by our charges and so forth, overriding all of this technicalities and so forth is the very undeniable law, if you will, of affection. In other words, if, let's say, a neighborhood boy, say my son is uncooperative and and is a rebel and runs away from home all the time. And so the neighborhood boy is always coming over, mowing the grass and, and uh, interested in all the things that the father, uh, that, that I'm interested in and and goes on camping trips with me and so forth. Neighbors start to say, yeah, he's your son. <laughs> he's more your son than that other guy because of affection. So this is undeniable law. And it was established at Kurukshetra during the Rathyatra, actually, the Mila that Rathyatra commemorates. When De- Devaki came to Kurukshetra with Krishna and the inhabitants of Vrindavan came and Mother Yasoda saw Krishna, Devaki said, oh, he's your son. The kind of affection that you have, I have to admit, I don't have that kind of affection. It doesn't reach that high in me. He's your son. She acknowledged it. So this is overriding all technical points. Mother Yashoda's affection for Krishna. This is the supreme example of Vatsalya Bhakti. She is the very uh, highest um, expression of Vatsalya, parental love. And so, naturally, Krishna is really her son. So we acknowledge that, yes, some idea of parental affection is there in Devaki and Vasudev, but not to the extent that we find it in Vrindavan. So as I said earlier, these leelas, the leela of Dwarka, the leela of Mathura, if we study them carefully, which we should, as the bodhis of Krishna, we should know when Krishna was born, where he was born, when he appeared to leave Vrindavan, why, what he, what he did in Mathura, what he did in Dwarka, all these things. He's the object of our love. We're cultivating that Baba Mai, that uh, the ideal of being one of his associates in Vrindavan. So we should know these things. That will help us. So if we study, as I say, and, 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 and as we should, we see this whole Dwarka Leela, this whole Mathura Leela, it's all shedding light back on the glory of the Vrindavan Leela. This is what Mahaprabhu came to teach about. He came to give the bhakti of Braj. And particularly, of course, he tasted the love of Radha and distributed this, made this available to people. This is Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So these are worthy uh, topics, theological topics, technical and high theological topics, but appropriate for discussing, at least in brief, on... Sri Krishna Janamastami. Are there any questions? Mark? Yes. You said that the celebration of Janamastami, Krishna gave instruction to Vasudeva and Devaki? Yeah, and Yudhisthira Maharaj. I think it's recorded in Brahma Bhaibharata Purana. Mm-hmm. Because they never got the chance to Observe it, yeah. Observe his birth and growing up and none of that. So. And yet in the world, you know, like you said, in India everyone thinks Devaki, you know, Devaki Nandan. Uh-huh. They associate that with the, with the Krishna Lila so much. Uh-huh. But she never really 
she may experience, like you say, the birth. Right, right. So she got cheated. <laughs> yeah, so she got what she wanted. She what Actually, she wanted. if you study Bhagavatam, you see she she got what she wanted, and Nanda Maharaj got what she wanted. Um, Devaki prayed for have the supreme personality of God as a son. And I believe in the previous life, but Nanda Maharaj and Yashodamai didn't pray to have God as their son. They prayed to have a son. That's <laughs> 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 all. And they had the, the audacity to think of a son who was more beautiful than God. And so they got, that's what they got. Jejatamam prapadyante tam satayavajamiyam. Krishna says, I reciprocate accordingly. Yes, so this is a great, great secret. And therefore, as I say, as I began, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was revealing these kind of secrets about Raja Lila. And then when we hear these things from Gaudi Vaishnavas, we think, these people know what they're talking about when they talk about Krishna. Who could think of such things? Outside of the Gaudiya community, say like the other groups of Vaishnavas in India, you know. They don't know anything about Krishna. They don't know Krishna. anything about that. These are the secrets of Gaudiya Vaishnavas. The tikas, the commentaries of Sanatana Goswami in particular, and then Vishwanath years later followed his commentary. And of course, Jiva Goswami followed the commentary of Sanatana Goswami. Sanatana Goswami has given all these things, insights. The leader in Gorlila of Mahaprabhu's associates for the sadhakas to follow. So the Vrindavan Leela is, 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 we can see this, these are, this is, these are secrets that it's not given out very easily. General Vishnu Bhakti is, is a whole different affair. Even when Krishna came to Mathura after leaving Vrindavan, after killing Kamsa, Vasudeva Devaki again began offering prayers when he killed Kamsa. Then he had to stop them <laughs> hmm, so that he could enjoy being their son, sit on their lap. Their love is affected when Krishna shows his Aishwarya. But in Vrindavan, it's not possible. It's not possible to eclipse that love with any manifestation of divinity. It only serves to augment it that much more. What else? Another question? Comment? We have a small gathering here. We might think we are very insignificant. We're talking about such big, high things as if they're so important. So why not? Why are there more people involved then if it's so so important? But this coward community is, a, is an obscure. In Dwarka, they'll think, there's some coward people over there. They have some idea about Krishna. But we know who he is. He's Bhagavan. Here he is. He shows four arms here. And who are these coward people? There's some <laughs> weird idea they have over there, a smaller group of people. <laughs> there's millions of us here in Dwarka, and we know he's God. <laughs> so this is one of the tenets of Gaudi Vaishnavism. Others have said it in English parlance, but small is beautiful. This is the whole idea of Vrindavan. Small is beautiful. He's medium size there. This is the idea. He's not infinite. Neither he's finite, the other end of the extreme, but medium size. means ordinary. Brahma? You had his I just wanted to know, um, I just wanted to comment that the first line in the Bhagavatam is Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Uh-huh. And... Um, uh, why is that? Well, because Vasudev 
is another name for Nanda Maharaj. <laughs> it's mentioned in the Puranas. So it's not referring to the son of Devaki and Vasudeva. It's referring to Nanda. Yes. They were half-brothers, of course, but it's mentioned in Puranas that Vasudeva is another name for Nanda. Just like you can have more than one name. So, you know, for our obeisances, you can take it either way, of course, but Godius will take it that way. If you take it that way, uh, my obeisances, Om, obeisances to the son of Nanda Maharaj, then you can read the whole verse like that. Janmadiyasya tahan vayari tarata charteshu vignasarat Janmadiyasya. It starts to describe the son of Nanda Maharaj then. The source of the original Adirasa, Janmadi Asya, Janma, not Janma Adi, but Janma Dadi. Hmm. I see it's a way of interpreting it. it. Follows interpreting the first line as Nanda Maharaj. So, Krishna, son of Nanda Maharaj, the source of the original Rasa, Tene Brahma, uh, excuse me. Anbayad itarata means literally means directly and indirectly. So here it means that he appears to have been the son of Vasudev, but that's only the indirect truth. The direct truth is that he's the son of Nanda Maharaj. He's all knowing. He's completely independent, but he's completely captivated by the love of the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Tene Brahma Hridayadikaviyaya He's completely captivated by their love. And he performs wonderful pastimes in Vrindavan, like the time when Brahma, when he infused Brahma with transcendental knowledge, showing his, his, his power to be greater than Brahma's. And so, he's fully God, he has complete opulence, inconceivable opulence, but in Vrindavan he's appearing just like a coward, Muyanti Yatsuraya. Even the devotees are bewildered about him. Tejo varimadam yata vinimayo yatatisargo masha. And he does wonderful things there by playing his flute. He turns earth into water and water into earth. Stones melt and rivers stop. That place is effulgent where he, he, he has his pastimes. And there's never any bewilderment there. It's bewildering to think about because Krishna is the son of Nandamarsh, but there's no bewilderment there. Satyam Param In this way, the whole verse can be explained like this. And that's what the whole Bhagavatam is about. Read it. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, is there any question? You can take it otherwise. It, now, this is, this is the difference between all of the Vaishnava sects and so forth, and their reading of Bhagavatam and the Godi's reading of Bhagavatam. But the Godi's reading of Bhagavatam, why, who would be foolish not to take that more seriously? Because no one gives more stress to the Bhagavatam than the Godi's. It's their main book. Balabas also gives stress, but Balabas is a contemporary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Rupa Goswami. Mahaprabhu blessed him. It was on Sampradaya. It's Ragmark Sampradaya also. 
Still, they don't give the same stress to the Bhagavatam that we do. Pointing out Krishna's subordination to Radha doesn't come out in Palapasampadaya, but it comes out in our understanding of Bhagavatam. So in the right mind would listen to any other commentary of Bhagavatam, take it more seriously than what the Goswamis have written. They say the most flattering things, as I said, about Krishna. And so to love someone is to know someone. This is the idea. Who loves him most knows him most. And when you say flattering things, that means expressions of love. Prabhupada takes a more direct... Prabhupada takes a more general explanation, and, and also that more general explanation of that verse is cited three times in Chaitanya Charitamrita also. But Jiva Goswami has given this kind of explanation in, in uh, Paramatma Sundarbha. So it, that's an inside Gaudi idea. Shri Krishna Janamastami ki jai. Gaudi Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaudi Pramanandi.